0: Welcome to this episode of Rockcast, the podcast where we take you behind the scenes with Spark Development Network and let you know what's going on with Rock. I'm Emily Foreman. We have John Edmiston and Nick Erdo here, and we are going to give you a scoop on the latest and greatest at Rock. I think we always have to start with the latest version updates. So let's dive in. Nick, can you tell us about what's coming next? Yes, we just
1: took 10.3 to beta. So um, any. Time within the next two weeks it'll probably be going to re- uh, public release or general re- release there are many many fixes in there um, I think I said 74 earlier but it was 78 we added a few more fixes during alpha and um, some of those fixes aren't bugs per se they're like ways people are using Rock were slightly interesting and so we said okay yeah if you use it that way sort of like an enhancement we could mm-hmm. we could make to make it work so some of those are enhancements so not surprising how
2: many of our you know issues that get reported are are really just that you know like let's use it this way
1: whoa oh didn't think about that okay sure right and and often they'll say i think it should work like this and you know it's an interesting idea and sometimes we will say yeah that's that's good and then sometimes no it, this is just a, an idea it doesn't work that way. Go open it up onto the ideas board.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to see the creativity of how people want to use things that you didn't intend to work that way, but it's a good idea.
1: Yeah. I always hate telling somebody to go to the ideas board because it's sort of like, just feels like bad. I, f- I just feel like I'm letting them down.
2: But uh, I feel like you're pretty nice about it. Like some of the things like there are re- they, some more things should probably go to the ideas, but you bring them in as like, oh, yeah, we'll just. We get it. We'll just fix it.
1: Yeah. It's the S in me on the disc score. We like the S in you. Um, we also had like 16 improvements uh, to other uh, parts of Rock. And then we added 13 kind of micro features. Some of them weren't so micro. One of them was the campaign connections or connection campaign. That's now in Rock. It's no longer a plugin. And if if you had the plugin, it just automatically like removes it behind the scenes and clears it out. So, All's good there, and then the uh, attendance or self attendance entry, which I guess goes really well, pairs well with uh, Chop Church Online platform.
2: Mm-hmm. And we, I think, I'll have a lot of other use cases, but that's the primary one. Yeah, it's really interesting feature, and then it has some cool
1: stuff to it. So that's ten three, and um, there may be a ten four, but at this point, um, we'll see. We just don't know. It's gonna, do, it'll depend a little bit on what people find once they start using 103 in production but again it's mostly bug fixes so it should be very 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 stable
0: wow that's really a very long list for a dot release yeah and and
2: you're right it has a lot of fixes but there's a lot of new stuff in there too it's it's it would be it would probably be a major release by many systems but
1: yeah and I think it represents like two plus two two to three months of just effort um, and it Obviously, during all that time, we've been working on V11 features. And we were talking about that this morning. And it's like, oh, yeah, that that's we've been working on that for a while. Or that's been done for a while, but it's in the next version, which I think you're going to tell us about.
2: Yeah, so V11 uh, roadmap is getting sliced and diced up because of the coronavirus and some of the features that we need to get out immediately. So we've been working with several folks in the community who have helped to fund additional features uh, for contactless check-in. These are huge features. These are not easy features. And uh, Nick and I and the development team have been like running and gunning, trying to get these in. Um, some really, really uh, amazing things. So you will have uh, the ability to do mobile check-in. Um, so from a, an wait, attendee- Wait, John, you
1: gotta wait till the, the roar dies
2: down. All the <laughs> right, people are clapping and cheering.
0: Amazing, we just glossed that one right over. <laughs> oh, so oh. one one small thing.
2: So that's a big thing, though, uh, and there's a lot to that. It's not a simple thing. Uh, there are, I, wonder, uh, I know of at least one church who kind of like put together a solution for that. This really polishes that all out, makes it much more uh, friendly, I think, for the church and for the attendee. Um, it, the way they were doing it was good, but it was a little bit, You had you really had to know what you were doing this is really going to kind of dummy that down. So I think it's a really good extension to that. Uh, we've also added a lot more um, ways to identify the person. So it's a, I, think, I feel like that's a little cleaner, uh, how to identify the person so you can use your phone number to identify yourself. But we've taken some really big steps and there. there's some very fine nuance on making that secure. And so we've given a lot of block settings to allow you to kind of adjust that. But we've shipped it with the best, what we feel is the best practice on doing that. Um, so there's a lot to that one feature. Um, you, If you are excited about that, I will kind of give you a heads up. You should make sure that your check-in theme that you want to use is going to be mobile friendly, like down to a phone size. A lot of the ones we're shipping in Rock um, will be optimized for that. But if you're using a custom one, you're going to want to spend some time making sure it looks good on a, on a cell phone. Otherwise, when that feature comes out, you're going to be behind the eight ball trying to get that done. So. If you plan on using it, and you have a custom check-in theme,
1: yeah, I mean they could always go back to using this uh, one of the new electric theme yeah. um, for mobile.
2: If you if you like that, it's a nice theme. I I like it. And we're going to talk about that that new theme too.
1: Oh, they should also set up uh, Twilio an SMS if they haven't, because yeah. that would be really beneficial. You
2: will need that too. Yeah. So, um,
0: and right now, mobile check-in works with iPads
2: when that comes out, right? Yeah, okay, so now we're getting deeper into it. So the attendee experience will work on any any phone. It's just a web mobile web, you know, interface. It will give you a QR code to if you want to get your labels printed and you don't have your server on site, which most people don't, you you probably realize that you can't do printing from the server to your printers cuz you know, your, print, your server's in the cloud, there's firewalls that will prevent that. So to get around that printing issue, we have updated the, the iPad check-in app to be able to scan the QR code from the attendee's phone and print their labels for them right there. So yeah, if if you want to do the printing, which you probably do, and your server's not on site, which is probably not, you will need to update the, the, your iPad app. And it's been enhanced to be able to scan those QR codes and print the tags right there.
0: I've had questions from a lot of churches wondering, "What do I do to make sure I'm ready when this comes out?" So two things. things.
2: Well, a couple things. Uh, Twilio account, get your check-in theme mobile that you want to use, and then, you know, you probably want to make sure you have a couple iPads that are going. People are going to be holding that are going to scan the the person's phone and make sure that that's you know set to a kiosk that can print those labels for you.
1: Think of them as like printer stations. Check. Key, printer kiosk stations.
2: Yep. And this is just the beginning. So we have other features coming that won't be an 11, to be an 11 dot something, where we're going to actually add on to that to add the ability to have um, three states of check-in. So right now there's basically one state with an optional second. So right now you're definitely checked in. That's the one everybody gets. Like It makes sense, right? Check-in checks in. You can optionally turn on check out if you'd like. Some people do that. We're going to add a third state, which is present. So check in will be like, yeah, I checked in from the parking lot. Present means I'm in the room now. So we're going to create, we're going to update, majorly update the check in manager to allow someone to stand at the door and say, oh yeah, there you are, you're present. And so they'll mark you present. And then eventually, if you'd like, you could get checked out. So you'll have three states for now that mobile check-in when you check in the parking lot you're checked in and you're taking that that seat in the in the in the room and it's important that check-in does take that seat because we have to respect capacities of rooms and mm-hmm. such so when someone you know checks in from the parking lot they are going to take a capacity which we feel like that's the right thing because you don't want to get to the room and go oh yes yeah, sorry <laughs> no. ran out of room you didn't walk fast <laughs> enough um i feel like that would be a bad user experience um So, And you can cancel them too, like, oh, this person checked in 20 minutes ago and they're not present yet. Well, okay, they probably, something happened. And you can disable that and get that that seat back if you want. So there's a lot of changes coming to check-in. And and I think even that's just another step. We have more and more steps we want to add. We're we're finding some uh, ways that we want to enhance the check-in to make it more efficient. You know, sometimes you get under the covers and you're like, oh, yeah, ooh, we need to polish that thing too sometime. So we have a lot of dreams, just not a lot of time. Okay, so we better get moving because we have a lot of other features to talk about with 11. Um, contactless check in, we can cross that one off the list. So one of the highest uh, asked for features in our idea board is SendGrid. They want that in core. So obviously there's a plugin today. It uses the SendGrid SMTP kind of API to, to get those out. And people have been clamoring for an updated one, especially since Twilio bought SendGrid. There's a lot of renewed interest, which makes sense. So, in core, there will be a SendGrid HTTP transport for communications. So, you know, chuck that idea off. So glad that we have that idea board, that people are submitting the ideas and voting on it. So, when you vote, it matters. We're looking at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're really happy about that. Uh, also, there's going to be two new uh, s- storage providers. So in Rock, there's two place, two ways that you can put files in other places. One is a uh, file trans kind of transport file provider, and then there's a storage provider that uses the storage features. There's two new ones, one for Azure storage and one for Google Cloud storage. So that's kind of exciting. That's great. Um, content channels have been getting a little bit of polish. They're one of our biggest features, so we continue to polish them. Some of those features come to like, hey, we use this tool too, and sometimes it's we have so many content channels now, it's a little frustrating to, to navigate that. So we've added categories to content channels. So now you can categorize your content channels. And it really helps kind of simplify the selection of them. It's, it's really quite nice when you start getting a lot of them. We also added another feature uh, to content channels. Um, you're probably familiar today. Your, your main content of a content channel item um, is HTML. And there's a couple ways you can provide that HTML. We're providing a new a new type of content. We call it structured content. So in the past, HTML has been great. People like that rich editor. But if if you're paying attention to some of the more advanced things that people are doing now, they're, they're coming up with these editors that are much more structured. So the, the 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 thing behind the scenes is actually JSON, like this like techie little thing. And it's really describing that content in a very structured way. Um, HTML is very unstructured. It, it says it's a kind of structure, but it's really not. It's like you can do all kinds of weird stuff in there. Structure content is, is much more precise. So a paragraph is a paragraph. And you can turn that into HTML, so you can convert that in HTML very easily. But because it's structured, you can do more things with it, more rich things. And so we've added that structure content um, as a feature. It's really kind of an advanced feature, so we, we tend to polish that and continue to make that better we really added it for some features we needed for Rock Mobile. So that is something we're still working on. And it's amazing the amount of effort that that's taking (laughs) and it's adding so many more features into Rock. And so I feel like when that arrives on the scene, there's going to be so much like, Oh wow, that was not easy. Um, Another cool feature that we've been working with is I think if you've been listening to the podcast and watching some of the, architecture videos, you know we've been spending a lot of time on making sure performance is, imp- is really mm-hmm. a first-rate feature. And so because of that, we're trying to give people more and more tips of where there's issues and how to um, address that. One of the ones we've done is we'll show you now what, what the median page load time is for each page in Rock. Now it's going to take some time to build that data at, after you install 11. We'll need to get some pages loaded you know, after 11, and then we'll start showing you um, how long each page is taking to load. And that kind of helps you refine your search for which pages to work on. You'll also note that the the bottom graph um, of how fast pages are loading, you can click on like the, the link that says how fast that page loaded if you're logged in as an administrator. And it's going to show you this waterfall chart of mm-hmm. every block and what how which block took the longest. So wow. it's kind of always been in rock, but it's kind of hidden. Um, most people do not know it's there. And if you do know it's there, it's Kind of ugly. Uh, the new one is really, really—it's awesome. So yeah, that'll really kind of help you. Once you see which page is slow, go to that page, click that button. You'll see which block is slow. Now you're drilling down to to really be able to de- debug some of that. Um, small thing: uh, uh, workflow communications, send communications. You can now provide a, a CC and a BCC. Another idea that was highly rated. Um, small thing, but I think it's going to be a big thing over the long term. Is the theme editor for for your themes can um, in the past you could always have like a color picker and and like a, a text editor or or or, or um, number entry. You can now do a, a image picker. So now your themes can dynamically change their images super easy without knowing any kind of CSS or less. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, that was put in place to support another uh, feature, which is a new check-in theme. So there's a th- two new check-in themes. One Nick mentioned is called Electric. Um, it's called Electric. The backstory is it, it looks a little bit like a Tesla interface. Very, very, very clean. Um, and it has two states, uh, a, like a light mode and a dark mode. And there's another theme, though, called Arrow. Arrow is, wow, it's, it's like a toolbox theme. The, the, the theme editor for that allows you to change all kinds of colors um, and the images. So you can really easily change the images. Uh, and that's we wanted to be able to do that and make sure it was kind of like the theme. You, it's like the Swiss Army knife. But without being able to change the images easily, it really wasn't that friendly. So we created the ability to change images for that. Um, you can also merge uh, businesses now. Wow. People been wanting that. Uh, let's see. Check-in has sound effects. They're very light and subtle, but as you as you tap it makes little sound effects. And you can change those. You just have to swap out the MP3s. I will say though, like it, you can't understand how hard it is to find open source, royalty-free <laughs> UX sounds. That sound good. Yeah, that sound good. Yeah, there's a plenty of that sound terrible. <laughs> So it was really hard to find and and you can go to these sites and there's some just amazing ones. And for the low price of like literally twelve bucks, you can buy them, but you can't put them in an open source project. And I feel like that's one thing that is a real handicap for what we do. Everything we do, you know, there's controls you can buy that do amazing things. We can't use any of that because mm-hmm. it's not open sourced. So I really feel like <coughs> It's like we're handcuffed with a heavy backpack and we're thrown overboard and said swim. Cause everything has to be open source to our license. But
1: imagine if the rest of the church like did their what they do and they love as an open source thing. Like then right. we could all share amongst each yes. other. That's yeah. I think God's plan.
2: Yeah. It's probably twice as hard, but the benefits are, you know, infinitely huge. But when you're the person who has to do it, it's like, whoa, why would I I'm just going to go buy that. it's 12 bucks, you know, but yeah. if we go and spend a, you know an extra many hours, then everybody gets to use it and doesn't have to go get a license and such. So um, now, we had a great feature. It was called the SMS Pipeline. It's an amazing feature actually, and unfortunately the way it goes in the rock world, people love the feature and then they love it too much, <laughs> and then they want it) <laughs> And then they want more and more and more. So someone said, hey, why, why can't I have multiple SMS pipelines? And it's one of those thoughts that you're like, oh, right. Didn't expect it to be loved so much. And so it, it didn't make sense to have multiple, honestly, in the beginning. But now that we see the use cases and people are just going nuts for it. Yeah,
1: some of them. It makes it sense. Became so complicated because they were trying to do everything in one pipeline to right. account for every situation. Right. Yikes.
2: Yeah. So it's great. Love it didn't see that one coming, but now that, now that we see the reaction and the response, it, does, it makes a lot of sense. So we refactored that so you can have multiple SMS pipelines. Of course, each SMS number can only be limited to a single pipeline, but some people have a lot of numbers, and just all those numbers sharing one pipeline was a little hard to visualize and administrate. Worked fine, but it's just hard to, to administrate, so great idea. Uh, Here's one that is really cool, and it's going to take, I think, the community a bit to understand all the uses, and then I expect it to be, again, like the one above it, uh, uh, politely abused, because it's so powerful, (laughs) correctly abused. Is that at the bottom of every grid, there's a new button that, if you click that button, it allows you to launch a workflow for each item in the grid. That's going to take you to a page to make sure like which workflow do you want, and here's all the things they're going to run. so you, you kind of get like a you know a chance to make sure that's exactly what you wanted to do. Um, but at the bottom of the grid, you just basically click that button, it'll show you which grid uh, which workflow do you want to run, and it'll pass each of those items as an entity to your workflow. Hmm. So you basically have this ability to to just do crazy amounts of cool stuff. Now that's kind of cool. But also on the grid, you can add your own buttons to lock that in to say, hey, when I click this button, I mean run that workflow. And here's the icon I want to use for it. It'll still show you like, okay, this is about to happen. So you get a chance to like like, visually inspect it. But the workflow that you pick, it won't be a choice. Like it'll automatically be selected for you, which is really cool. On top of that, you don't even have yeah. to send it to that page. You could really say, "Hey, when you click this button, send it to my custom page, passing me an entity set of all those things in the grid, and I'm going to go choose what to go do with that." Wow. Which is more for the developers, but without being a developer, you can wire that all up to to launch workflows. Now, be careful like you with great power comes great responsibility. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A
1: 30,000 person list and clicking a bad oh, bad workflow. workflow. Oh yeah. boy.
2: And there's going to be an architecture video on workflows and it's going to offend some because it's going to tell the reality that, you know, we've
1: seen that happen.
2: <laughs> workflows are awesome. We love them, but wow, don't abuse them. They, they can totally get used in the wrong way. And that's not a good thing. I continue to see like workflows being used to create applications and that's not a necessarily a good thing. That's a house of cards. So, um, but it's cool to have the option, and it's and when used correctly, I think it's going to be pretty amazing.
1: With great power comes great responsibility.
2: Yes. So just go easy, and I'm sure we'll be adding. You know, again, like Nick said, like we'll be getting some bug reports because it's like, well, that wasn't intended, but that's a good idea. So yeah, you know, we'll we'll add that into. Um, but it's it's a cool one. Okay, so another one back to performance. Performance is key, but also. Um, we want to track like what things are being used so you can keep your environment clean data views another great feature that often gets a little bit of a abuse because we don't create them in a very organized strategic way so we end up with a lot of them so and we do it the same in you know on our own site i have many data views that weren't strategically made and now i'm like looking at them going do i really need this so we've added the ability to track how often a data view is being used. Now it's a count, and we store two things. How off, how many times has this data view been run since which date? And we also add um, how long did it take to run. So now inside there you can see, when you look at a data view, you can see how many times it's been run since a certain date. You can reset that date and count, say, okay, well... You know, I'm not sure if it's still being used, though. so reset it, and that will be since today. You'll see, okay, in the future how many, and then you can see how long it takes. So you can say, oh, well, this data view is not very fast, so maybe I should persist it, or maybe I should kind of refactor it. There's some ways now you can refactor your data views and make them a little faster. Um, but now you have all that telemetry data about data views. So hopefully it allows you to clean up a lot of the ones that aren't being used. I would kind of put like a little bit of a star next to us. It's very hard to know when these data views are being used because sometimes a data view is a child of another one. We've got that one working, so that was a little tricky. So we now know that. But there's some other edge cases where data views are used in some weird ways that we're going back and finding all these edge cases and adding to it. So you need to be a little bit careful in 11.0. That number might say zero when it's actually kind of being used in edge cases mm-hmm. um but we're finding those and and addressing i think we really got like 97.3 percent of <laughs> of the cases picked but there's that last you know little bit that we still need to get
1: yeah it's pretty rare that somebody would use a data view inside of a content channel filter but you can
2: yeah and we're finding that one specific one you brought right. you brought that one up and we were gonna get that one um but for the most part, it really shows you which ones are often highly used. Mm-hmm. And I think the original tent was like, "Wow, this one's used all the time, and it's slow." Well, that's the one you want to start like addressing. Um, okay, this is a small one, but I think it's going to be powerful over time. So we all know and love campuses. You know, many churches have multiples, but even if you only have one, there's a new feature. Um, every campus now has a group tied to it, and it's called—it's a group of type. Campus team. So that allows you to really start describing roles within the campus. So you can start adding individuals to that campus team and you can create all kinds of great, crazy roles. Like it might be youth pastor. And now it allows you to really start like building out the Mm. roles within a campus. And right now it's just there for you to see and describe and maybe use on the website. But over time, we're going to start to put more and more features around that. And uh, some of this kind of concept is, I, I think it's globally needed but it was interesting as we're working with um the archdiocese of detroit they were talking about how they were trying to maybe consider making one big instance for all of the um, uh, uh, churches within their area so each church would be a campus and some of the things that we were thinking about as we're trying to you know, brainstorm that with them and consult with them on that is, well, how do you know who's this and that? And this campus team concept came out. But again, I think it's like, just going to be really huge in the future. Uh, another teeny tiny one, but I, I really like this one. So how many times have you had like a def- a defined value list, a defined type with all these values and you use a defined value picker someplace and you're like, gosh, I need to add another value before I can pick it. So you have to go back and have administrative rights to go do it. Uh, So now within the divine value picker, you can actually add a new defined value if you have rights to.
0: Wow. Yeah,
2: that's going to be kind of a nice one.
0: What a time saver.
2: Yeah. That one actually came from some, again, consulting with the Archdiocese of Detroit. They were going to have a defined value that had all of the um, Catholic churches in the United States. And so obviously they're going to be adding a lot Mm -hmm. of those over time. And so it was like, gosh, we should just add the picker. It turns out they're not going to probably do that. They're probably going to use locations. But since the idea was there, I'm like, gosh, I think that's a really great idea to have just in general. So we went ahead and and added it from a core perspective.
1: But don't turn it on. Don't make it happen everywhere because you're bound to have people abusing that and adding junk data into your... Defined values. Yeah.
2: And remember, defined values are cached. So they, they take up memory. So you don't want to have tens of thousands of them unless those tens of thousands are very, very needed. Okay. One more.
1: Cache headers?
2: Yes. Oh,
1: been waiting for that <laughs> one. You it.
2: So this goes back again to performance. Um, again, if you've been following the podcast, we've been talking about how we've been working with churches, especially during COVID 19. Um, a situation, trying to make sure that their sites are scaling well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that we're seeing is, wow, caching is really, really important. But sometimes we need other le- levels of cache. The architecture video goes into uh, talking about CDNs. And uh, CDNs are so uh, powerful in, in terms of taking load off your server. So we've spent a ton of time internally looking at all the different caching services that are out there, trying to understand that market. And it's a, a little bit of a confusing market because there's various types of CDNs. And there's I find that it's interesting that there's really no terminology around these types. They just all work one of two ways, but no one really talks, lumps them into two categories. So we've done a lot of learning, done a lot of research, we've done a lot of prototyping. And I think we're really close to having a really cool solution. But one of the things that we noted is that it's really important that your application is able to talk to the CDN and and describe to the CDN what should and should not be cached. If you just kind of flip the switch, which a lot of people unfortunately do, the CDN is making these guesses about what it should cache, and many times that's inappropriate. You don't want to cache that thing, but you do want to cache this. Also, some of the clients that we're looking at and looking at some of their traffic, we found a, a couple where... They had other applications out there and those applications are making API requests constantly, like thousands of times an hour asking for the same data over and over and over.
1: Which equated to three fourths of all of their traffic.
2: Yeah. Wow. Now, technically the app, that application that's making those API requests should be caching that. That's the best thing to do. Like the, the application should know, Hey, I have this. I don't need to ask for it again and have its own internal cache. But barring that, a CDN could block, it could be a shield for all that and say, hey, I've seen that request. I know from, you know, Rock's told me that I should cache this for it for a certain amount of time. The problem is we don't have, a, we didn't have a way of an administrator inside of Rock describing that, hey, the, I know this API is going to be used and constantly be queried. So please cache this query um, for this amount of time. And so we've added that. So now you can go into your REST APIs and go down to the action level and say, hey, this action, please, please put a cache tag on it so that the CDN can read that and go, oh, okay, this one's appropriate for me to cache and the rest of them aren't. Super, super powerful. And I think it's gonna really offload a lot of weight off rock so that the rock server is being spending more of its time just doing the things only it can do um, and offloading a lot of the cheap hard, you know easy stuff to the CDN, which should allow you to you know do more with what you have paid into your your hosting bill or even bring down your hosting bill a little bit. You might be able to ratchet down your your rock uh, spend on hosting because the CDN's offloading that traffic. So I did mention the caching of the rust headers. It, we also added some additional um, abilities to to put cache tags on the, f- the binary files. Um, that you have in inside a rock. There is a switch today. It's been there forever that says cache this. But if you look at the code and, and see what it's doing, it's it's really doing two things. It's caching it to your server's local file system, and then it's adding a cache tag that's like like for one year, just cache this. And that would be inappropriate to tell the CDN to cache it for a year because that's just too long. Um, and you you really need to have finer control of that. So we've added that ability so a lot of stuff in 11 there's some really cool features you're going to use today but it's also you know building out the foundation to Mm -hmm. make your your digital strategy scale better and there'll be a lot more training and um, guidance coming and some of it honestly may require some consulting depending on your technical level But I think that goes back to a term that and topic we need to keep talking about. We keep putting out more and more content, like we promised, on the architecture side. That was one of the promises we made last year, that we need to partner with performance, that you as the administrator need to do it right, but we need to do a better job of telling you how to do it right. So we've invested in those videos, more are coming. Um, But there's a certain level that you just have to understand some of these engineering topics they're not hard. You can get into that and learn it. But also, I think some of them you might say, well, I want to specialize in more on the ministry side. And that might mean that you need to do some more consulting to get uh, those implemented.
0: That makes sense. Wow. Sorry, that was a long time. dev team has been very busy.
2: Yeah. And this is just the stuff that's ready. Just know that there's a ton of stuff back there that is still being worked on for either Rock Mobile or, and some of these caching, a lot of the stuff is some of it's for, for Rock Mobile too, like to help with that. But there's still so much more under the water line that is coming that is huge. And a lot of bigger topics too that we're looking at that.
1: Yeah, V12, V13.
2: Yeah. And even like some radical new architecture that we need to keep up with that are more generational mm-hmm. in terms of Rock. Like, don't think we're, we don't think about
1: that. Like, can we, we say Rock 2.0?
2: Yeah, well, you just did. I
1: (laughs) I mean, that's that's essentially what we're looking at.
2: And we spend a lot of time talking about it and and reading, reviewing, prototyping new things to make sure. uh, We just can't talk too much about that because we can't. Sometimes when we talk about things, it becomes a a promise that Mm -hmm. we can't. Right. We don't want to say we're looking at technology X, and everybody says, "Oh, I thought you were looking I thought we were going technology X." No, we're just like prototyping that.
0: You have to do the due diligence. Know what's out there, know what's going to work, find out. It's
1: a huge decision.
0: Yes, absolutely. It has to last.
2: Right. And it goes back to our strategy with, you know, ready, aim, fire. It sounds so obvious. No one does that. Like if you look out into the world, we will all, by human nature, want to fire, 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 fire. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And occasionally we'll fire, aim, and then be ready.
0: And then fire again.
2: Yeah. It's (laughs) just fun. Right. But we can't, with these big technology projects and, Hundreds and like hundreds of servers all configured differently. Like, we can't do that. We would break you guys all sorts of days. So, we have to be ready, aim, fire. And there's a great quote from Patton that I saw this week a pint of sweat will save a gallon of blood. And that's <laughs> so true in what we do. If we just spend a little bit more time on the sweat, we will save so much blood on ourselves and on honestly each one of you. And um
1: yeah. a gallon of blood will kill you if you lose that so it's worth the sweat
2: yeah sweat's not fun but it's better than the blood so we we are working really hard on on much bigger and longer things too
0: right and a lot of these were in of what you just listed here today on on both 10, 3, and 11 were also in response to all of the COVID situations happening. And we saw performance hits as people's traffic went up on their sites. And we saw all these spikes. And And we definitely want to be responsive to all of that. But it, there are a lot of plates spinning here in the development world.
2: Yeah, even that CDM project, we thought, oh, okay, like three or four days, we'll get some research into this. And we spent weeks going, wait, how is that not working? And wait, this vendor says this should work. and 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 trying to dig through all of that. And it's somewhat rewarding because we know by doing it, then we're saving hundreds of other organizations from having to figure it out because we'll figure out the pattern and and then, you know, get that out much easier to, to many, many other organizations. But holy cow, I didn't think that was going to take that long, but it needed to. And
0: It's funny how every project topic seems to um, lead into all these little sub categories and sub alleyways you kind of have to go down and see which ones lead to the main road and just time leads to time
2: yeah and it can be a little frustrating too because we have visions of where we want to go and it just takes so long to get there like all these things we went through if,
0: none of it's easy
2: right have some of them we've been talking about for um, a couple of years and and none of them like the structured editor i can't tell you how many refactors we had and polishes that had to go through till it's where it's at And we're not even perfectly happy where it's at but we know it's on the right track and i can't tell you how many pre-alpha releases (laughs) we're like okay i think we got this uh dang what about that or what why does it like encode it that way like that's ridiculous okay well we'll get it for the next pre-alpha release and literally like just the one the pre-alpha release we did this week i was checking the final stuff on i'm like okay
1: it's finally working the way he wants it working and that's just one of 55 plates that are unbelievable
2: yeah it's and you want so much more because there's so many other ideas that we have that would be so cool and we're chipping at them but
1: workflow 2.0 yeah yeah we haven't talked about that so don't get your hopes up
0: the good news is we will never run out of great ideas between what's generated here and what's generated in the community. I don't see us as ever having a, a lack of ideas.
2: Yeah, that won't probably be a, a that problem. won't be
0: our our situation.
2: Resources mm-hmm. are probably the biggest limitation, and
1: it's, it's yeah, and it's the right resource. It's really time and resources
2: and the right people. I mean, I was talking to someone just yesterday that I like just get just get more people. And it's like, <laughs> you, you can't just get more technical people. Like we try, like we literally right. are always looking. Yep. Um, and trying to find people in different places.
1: Yeah, I, we've gotten a number of mm-hmm. great people on our team. Oh, our team is great. Right. Yes, it is. But
2: you can't just go out and find more of them. Right. Like, those were very, very hard to find. And maybe... Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised the funny, weird things we do to find people. Like, I'll tell this story. It's, this story is not finished. I probably shouldn't. Oh tell
0: dear! It what is the story? It's oh, cool. <laughs> so
2: I'm working on Rock Mobile one weekend, and I'm looking up, trying to figure out how to do a certain thing, and I find a s- Stack Overflow article kind of on it. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is close to what I need. And and then I look at it, and the 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 example he puts up, the this person. Um, was a Christian like web app and it looks nice. I'm like, huh, I wonder if this young guy is. But you can't get a hold of someone on Stack Overflow. Like unless they Their identity
1: let... is pretty much hidden.
2: Yeah. And and theirs was set to like be kind of hidden. Um and I'm like, I don't know how to get a hold of this guy. I literally spent like an hour like researching how do I ping this person? Like so the what I did is I made a workflow entry form <laughs> on our on our Rock website that says please contact me and i put it as a co- as a comment and this post was like 2 years old saying hey i'd like to talk to you sometime about kingdom minded technology here's a link like to and so you could put your contact information <laughs> in and he contacted me so I'm hoping to reach out to him via phone. We've talked back and forth via email, but I hope to reach out to him by phone Did today. Did you
1: delete that comment yet?
2: No, I was you thinking about that last to- night. <laughs> I need to delete that. I'm going to get all sorts of weird stuff in that thing. Downvotes, right? Downvote you for. Well, putting- technically, you're not allowed to do that. And I was like, well, I might lose some reputation points over this, yeah. but it's probably worth it. Detective uh, John. Well, that's just that's the that's the levels that we're all going to. Like, we talk you and I talk all the time. I'm Constantly. like, how do we get? Our, Our eyeballs to what we're doing because we feel like if people knew about this, they'd all, like many Christian technologists, would wanna be a part of it.
0: Oh, for sure. And we have not yet found that magical uh, rock developer factory where you can go pick one (laughs) off the line and just conveniently add them right into what you're doing.
2: Yeah, and I just encourage you guys, I know you guys have some of the same problems that many of you have or could have the ability to have more resources, but you can't find them. We Mm -hmm. hear that all the time and you just have to be creative and
0: Yep. That's a challenge. I don't think it's one that's that gets easier. You can try all sorts of creative things. You learn about yourself in the process. You learn about your organization, about other people. It's pretty interesting, but I think it's probably always going to be a challenge and a limitation.
2: Yeah. God does provide though. I mean, we, we've had some amazing people, especially on the professional yeah, services side recently too, that just they may not know rock, but we we train them that, and they we learn do. it quickly. Yep, and they're just um, wow.
0: We have some great teammates. It's pretty exciting,
2: right? And then it and influencing them with our culture of ready, aim, fire, and the right way. And you know, and Nick and I spend a lot of time too, just helping, trying to say, oh, that's a way, but this way might be a little bit better, and we learn from that too.
0: Yes, and I think it's exciting that we're building this foundation of. Of knowledge and best practices here that everybody can tap into. So, uh, no matter whether it's a, a developer writing code in one area or someone on the professional services team working with one client, we're creating this consistent experience and consistent quality across the board. Um, and that's a that's a real challenge, but we're we're seeing that take root, and that's really exciting.
2: Yeah, and it's cool to see some people on the team get excited by that and really help with that. Mm-hmm. Like like Luke on our team is really good at taking all the nuggets that get thrown about in meetings and putting them in writing so that they're reusable to others. And that's just a huge benefit. Like, Because you can have those nuggets, but if you don't write them down, and, then they're not that helpful.
0: Right. And it's a really collaborative process. So if if someone's not personally interested in making things better and in learning and growing, then they're not going to likely naturally start helping out in that collaborative process. So it really goes to show when it's working, you've got a team of really like-minded people who are are working hard to personally grow. Right. So one more quick topic. I know this has turned into a long podcast, but VRX, it's coming. It's the same dates that we were going to do RX 2020. We've talked about it on one podcast. If you missed it, here's the scoop. Rx went virtual this year. So like many other events right now um, with the current COVID-19 situation, live events with hundreds of people don't seem like a good idea and in many cases aren't allowed. So we're going virtual. We are going to have pretty much the same lineup of speakers we already had. We've connected with everyone. Uh, We've even had a few extra come in that weren't going to be able to be speakers. Um, We have uh, even more sponsors than we had before. We have... Pretty much everyone that was registered for Rx2020 has now registered their organization for VRx. Um, A couple people are still in conversations trying to figure out a couple logistical things, but we've pretty much moved the entire existing event over into this virtual event. And it's something we've been excited about doing in theory and concept actually long before coronavirus tossed 2020 in the air. Um, So we have had some research behind it. We're very excited. There will be live segments. There will be on-demand segments. Everything will be available to your whole organization with one registration. So if you have not signed up yet, you don't have to book travel this year. You don't have to have the same types of financial commitment this year. If you haven't been to a conference before, this is your year. We don't know what next year's going to look like, but make sure you sign up for VRX 2020 so that you can see a piece of the rock community that right now you aren't aware of how it works. I mean, there's just something about the rock community that you only experience in a conference setting. So make sure you sign up. And if you're um, in Canada, if you're in the UK, if you're in Australia, New Zealand or another part of the world and you haven't had access to a conference before, this is an incredible opportunity. And because things will be available on demand, even if you're not capable of or don't want to be up at like two in the morning watching the live segment, you'll be able to get that on demand later. So make this your opportunity to to be a part of this community event. Um, and I think it's actually going to add quite a bit of opportunity into the community that otherwise wouldn't be there.
2: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting concept. And it's a concept we'd actually talked about even mm-hmm. before this. We were thinking about doing a half time year to do a VRX. So it's nice to be able to dust that off. and the concepts. We still have a lot of work to do in terms of figuring out how it's all gonna work. But right. There are
0: definitely things to still figure out, but it's gonna be an exciting event. There's a a lot of good stuff behind it. So the things you're looking for, the great content, the great connections, the great all the things that you look for to power your rock experience next year, they're there. That's they're built into the VRX twenty twenty and and now more people are gonna have access to it.
2: And don't forget to book with your leadership the time off. To right. to take in that content. If you don't, if you don't put that on your calendar and block it, it's not gonna. It, good intention, but it's probably not gonna happen. I know that that's the case with me.
0: Mm-hmm. Pretend you're not in the office. Go ahead and set your out of office. Go grab your team who needs to participate in this and find a deserted conference room somewhere, or go on your individual zooms, but block the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was a very long, very informative podcast today. And I hope that people are able to take away what they need to hear and just realize we're, we try to be really responsive. Um, we try to keep up with what's going on with what's needed, set new vision and move forward on that, but also be very responsive to what's going on. And and I hope the community has been able to see that through this whole coronavirus scenario. All right. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, we'll chat next time. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.